This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air. Settling in a new city can raise lots of questions. How does the bus service work? Can I join the local library? Where do I go to get advice on renting your home? Over the next half hour, Diane and the team from Citizens Advice Bureau bring you information of special interest to new migrants to Dunedin. Welcome to Settlement Information with Citizens Advice Bureau. Uh, kia ora koutou, ko Anna Tokolingo. My name is Anna. I am the manager at Te Pau Whakawhiranaki Citizens Advice Bureau here in Ōtipoti, Dunedin. Uh, no my haere mai, Claire and Mike. Kia ora uh, for zooming in today to have a all about the Fantastic Pathways to Employment Programme. Thank you for having us. Uh, so there's really the two aspects to your service, the work you do with the employers and then the job seekers themselves. So I thought, firstly, um, you could start with telling us generally, you know, a little bit about the clients you help um, to plan their employment or their education pathway, you know, like their maybe the average ages or age range or their backgrounds, time in New Zealand, you know, anonymised, of course. Right, so their, their time in New Zealand varies a bit and that might depend a little bit on their English skills. So some of our clients have a greater capacity with English when they arrive than others and so they're closer to being ready for work. Um, generally our clients will be a little older but they, they have to be 18 or, or above and be on a benefit to qualify for our service and of course be former refugees. Yeah, and from a variety of countries. Yeah, so quite a few of our clients come from Syria, some from Palestine, quite a few from Afghanistan, usually via Iran. Um, so we, so there's, there's two predominant groups, Arabic speakers and Dari Farsi speakers. And so you touched on a little about who is eligible, um, former refugees. Yeah, we can also work with people who've come through other kinds of uh, refugee backgrounds, whether that's through the family reunification pathway or um, the family um, refugee support category or if people have come as asylum seekers into the country. So um, anybody who's come from some kind of refugee background is eligible to apply. And um, because we're funded by MSD to provide this service, uh, people generally need to be receiving a main work and income benefit to be eligible. So to be 18 and above from a refugee background and on a work and income benefit, that's the kind of main criteria for our programme. And you can help them though, like there might be former refugees that have been here 20 years that would fit the criteria and you could still help them? That's right, yep. Yeah. Some of the former refugees have a misconception. They think they have a limited access to our service maybe several months or a year or two but if they've been in employment and the job ends for some reason they can come back to us for yeah them. yeah that's awesome so um you know i was thinking the the refugee experiences of being refugees must encourage things like you know strength flexibility initiative lots of resolve um all traits employers are looking for yeah, yeah. quite outstanding in some cases. So the refugee journey is that sometimes they've been, um, they've moved to several different countries before they arrive in New Zealand and not always countries that speak their language. So they've had to go perhaps to somewhere in, in Asia 
um, via some, a different country in the Middle East, perhaps learn a different language, um, take on entirely different work roles, and, and then eventually come to New Zealand. So they've accumulated quite a range of skills and demonstrated amazing adaptability. Yeah, I bet. And I think in um, you know New Zealand, we talk a lot about people having you know that sort of number eight wire mentality. Mm-hmm. I think uh, that would be true of a lot of our clients as well, because um, as Mike said, people have had to come through you know really challenging and diverse pathways to to reach New Zealand as as former refugees, and um, they've had to be super resourceful and adaptable and flexible and be able to turn their hand to, you know, a whole range of employment and and different life scenarios in order to survive and to support their family. So, you know, in terms of being able to adapt and, and, and be, yeah, be innovative and resourceful, I think people are definitely, yeah, strong in that, in that area. And, um you know, some people might not really uh, be that familiar with what it means to be a refugee, but um, uh, I guess under the 1951 Refugee Convention, you know, to be recognised as a refugee, it means that people have been uh, fleeing um, persecution or war. Um, it's not uh, it's not the same as sort of a general migration pathway where, no. where people have chosen to come to New Zealand because they want, you know, a better job or a better life for their family. Um, often people don't even get any choice about where they're coming from. They might never have heard of New Zealand before. So, um, you know, the people that we receive in New Zealand through the Quota Refugee Programme are people who are... Um, at risk and need protection so it's all about protection and you know giving people the chance to live in um, peace and safety and and support their families to settle successfully in a new home so so because of that people come with a really positive generally a pretty positive attitude and they feel pretty grateful to be here and um, they often will say to us you know they just want to give back to New Zealand and that they're Absolutely. happy to be here and, and, and to be able to move on with their lives in a safe kind of secure place so yeah um, so that's a really nice um, thing about being able to you know an employer who would you know work with one of our clients could really um, make a huge difference in terms of somebody's life and their family's life and um, you know employment such a big part of people's feeling of belonging to the community and absolutely giving back and yeah you you don't feel like you belong if you're not yeah yeah I can I can see what you're saying they definitely want to contribute and be part of their new community and are grateful that's totally right they're here um so tell us a wee bit more about the specific support you offer the job seekers um when they arrive I guess and then sort of ongoing you know like the CVs, cover letters, the interview skills, the work experience or um, trials you might give them, workshops, advocacy for employers, stuff like that. What All those, all that support. Tell me a little bit about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, there's, there's quite a range of different things we can help them with and help the employer with as well. So when, when the former refugees arrive in Dunedin, they're assisted initially by the settlement team. So they've, they've obviously they've got to find housing, find school yep. children, um, get all the things they need to, to settle in. And this, this is several months quite often before they meet with us. So once they're ready, they start looking for work or perhaps um, a course, quite often learning English. 
and that'll be with English language partners generally, maybe Otago Polytechnic. Um, so they're two really great organisations we have here for helping our refugees. And um, then when they're ready to start looking for work or, or thinking about it, Claire will meet with them, she'll assess their English, she'll do a plan, start on a CV. Um, it's quite a challenge for them sometimes, they haven't done this sort of thing, so thinking about themselves in terms of their skills and experience, where they may use these in Dunedin, it's all quite a new perspective. Yeah, and I guess um, dragging out their sort of transferable skills too, like, you know, because they'll, they'll have a lot of skills, but sometimes, yeah, they're transferable something else. That, Getting that sorted. That's absolutely right. Yeah, transferable skills are a critical part of what what I do, and also what Mike does later on. So, you know, um, helping people to really hone in um, on on their strengths and their skills that they have to offer, even if the environment might be different or the industry might be different. Here, for example, we have quite a lot of people who have done um, sort of construction work in, um, in the Middle East, but, um, you know, often constructions with stone and stone work and other kinds of, you know, brick, a lot of brick laying and, and different kinds of building materials, um, you know, not so common to be working with, you know, with wood, for example, like we do here in New Zealand. So yeah. while they might have, you know, 20 or 30 years of experience as a builder, um, those skills might be quite different. So it's, it's about working out, okay, what skills does this person have? What kind of tools can they use and you know how can we transfer that to something here in the New Zealand context but um, I think it's also about helping people understand about you know uh, how do you how do you search for a job in New Zealand and um, what and responsibilities do people have? What what are the employment rights that people have here in New Zealand? You know, we have a lot more health and safety rules and regulations, um, a lot of um, employee and employer rights and responsibilities. So helping people to get their head around, you know, the whole recruitment process, you know, this whole process of having to sort of sell yourself through a job interview, which may not be comfortable culturally or um, might not be familiar because, um, you know, recruitment might work in a, in a really, really different way um, where they've come from. And, you know, a lot, lots of our clients will talk about, you know, just rocking up to a job site, perhaps like we might have done here in New Zealand 50 years ago and um, saying, oh, I'm ready to work today. And they just get thrown straight into the job, you know, and when they've had enough, they leave. So, um, you know, that whole process that we have around applying for a job and doing interviews and contracts and everything is quite new to some people and um, you know we walk them through that process and we have cross-cultural workers who can help with interpreting to make sure that people really understand all the nitty-gritty which is super important. So you do um, interview, so just, you know practice interviews with them, do the interview skills mic and um, work yeah. experience? And yeah, so, so that, that actually starts as soon as they meet us and we start questioning them on their past, what they've done, what their skills are and um, trying to unravel all, all that side of things. It starts them thinking about what they've done and, and talking about it. Yeah. So we'll make some notes and that's preparation. So when they when they have a, a job interview, um, so we may help them with the application as well. We possibly have spoken to the employer beforehand, prepared the employer. We can accompany them to the interview. We can bring a cross-cultural worker um, who 
connect as an interpreter. Mm-hmm. But we don't always do that because it's quite a, quite good for the employer to get a good idea of their English ability. Yeah. By just communicating straight with them. But mm-hmm. having someone there in support is quite good because mm-hmm. they don't always speak up on their own behalf. Mm-hmm. You know, many of our clients won't mouth off about how what they've done. So they need, we, they need us there to sort of say, look, you know, they've done this and that. Yeah. They're very humble. That's yeah, right. yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. yeah. But we can do interview practice as well. Yeah. Um, giving them an idea of the sort of things they'll be asked and how, how to answer them. You know, and so, and you also you do some workshops just around all that sort of stuff. Yeah, we do. We do. We do some general sort of um, employment orientation workshops with everybody when they arrive right at the beginning. Um, Just, you know, give them that wider context about how, you know, employment works in New Zealand and what kind of opportunities there may be and how they need to present themselves. Um, But a lot of the work we do is really individualised one-on-one. So once somebody is ready to start that journey, that pathway Mm -hmm. to employment, we really work closely with them individually. So both of us, uh, Mike and I, will work with clients and um, with the same client and kind of transition them through that process. And I think um, one thing Mike hasn't mentioned is the um, post-placement support that we offer. So, um, you know, really critical to people's, you know, successful transition into the workplace is providing this kind of long-term in-work support as well. And that support's available to the employer and also to the employee. So, um, you know, providing support, for example, uh, you know, we might need to bring a cross-cultural worker in to help with some technical induction or some, you know, really um, specific kind of orientation at the workplace just in the first couple of weeks. Yeah. Um, you know, checking in regularly for the first mm-hmm. months to make sure that the relationship's going well, if there are any kind of cultural misunderstandings or language breakdown, um, miscommunications, you know, we're around to kind of help ease that process and um, we can bring bring the interpreters in to support that too. So yeah, it's very important. Um, and that really um can you know can make such a huge difference uh, on both sides to you know, helping people understand different cultures and um yeah so, yeah so talking about the employers now then that you work with um i guess your role is connecting employers with the right potential quality employee and you know that must involve a lot of relationship building with the employers and understanding their needs and the gaps and you know who's best going to fit into their their workplace yeah that's right there's um Local employers who are really exceptional, they've been really great to work with. And once once they have one of our clients working for them, it makes it a lot easier for them to employ another one of our clients because they understand what's involved. It's, it becomes much much simpler. Yeah. And so, for example, if, if they have an Arabic-speaking employee, it makes it easier for someone else to come into the workplace. They can place another client with that person for the first couple of weeks until they understand the job and then put them out with the, the Kiwi workers. Um, one, of, one of the things that quite often happens is an employer may decide that they they would want to develop 
the skills and, and qualifications of, of their staff. So at times we've, we've assisted with that and we've got access to an amazing group of volunteers, Red Cross volunteers who, who come in and in one case, uh, a volunteer came in to, to assist with the formal training of someone. Um, yeah. And yeah, and, and just sorting out all the other stuff. Many, many of our clients, their family is very important. So they, Kiwis are more likely to just turn up to work um, regardless. So quite often we have to ensure that if there's something happening in the family that, you know, the support there, to, you know, if someone has to go to appointments. Yeah. You know, doctors or hospital, there's problems with the school, this sort of stuff. So volunteers often help with that. Yeah. And I guess just the communicating what's going on to them with their employer is important. Um, and so you touched on that a little bit, clear about the ongoing support provided to the employers um, once someone's placed, I guess, to ensure also that that relationship lasts and the longevity of the employment is important. Um, so you sort of talked about the, the cultural awareness training is a big part of that. Um, do you guys do that yourself? or um, We can um, do that if, if people want us to come into the workplace and do something tailored for their, for their team to help yeah. them you know, understand some of the cultures of, of, of our client groups. Um, but, I mean, we do tend to do that more on a one-on-one basis. So, for example, um, many of our clients celebrate, um, you know, Eid and Ramadan, which is equivalent to, you know, our kind of Christmas Christmas day, but it tends to fall in the middle of the year and it changes every year because it's based on the lunar calendar. So, um, you know, just helping people to understand that, you know, clients might be fasting and... Yeah. Um, that they might, you know, need that time off of Ramadan just like we would at Christmas, things like that, um, and, and helping clients to, you know, ask for what they need around leave for, for those sort of special celebrations and things. So, I mean, that's something pretty simple, but... Um, yeah, it's just that awareness, isn't it? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and so so talk to me a little bit about the benefits to the employers and employing former refugees you know um i mean they're obviously changing lives of these families and um helping them to belong and contribute to the community um yeah quite quite, quite often an employer will actively want to assist they're aware of, of what former refugees have been through and they they actually do want to help you know Employers are like everyone else. They're part of the community. They're not just there to make money. And we see this all the time, what what different businesses do contributing back to the community. So this is another way of doing it. So they may do that quite deliberately, um, or they may just discover um, that this person has the sort of skills and experience they need, or, or skills and experience that are very relative um, very relevant, but just need a little bit of local stuff added to it. And then they discover once they've taken the person on that they're actually contributing quite a lot more, you know, and it can be in, the, in terms of awareness of other cultures and, and the richness that they bring to having diversity in the workplace. Um, you know, New Zealand historically has been quite an isolated country and um, 
very, very narrow in many respects. And this, this is actually changing quite a lot. So what we're seeing happening with our clients is something that's really becoming a commonplace thing in New Zealand, whether it's through former refugees or migrants who come here through other means. Yeah. So um, a big learning and growth thing for the employer and, and the other staff. So you find that there's, um, you know, you have a, a lot of people wanting to help, like a lot of employers. You know, you don't, you're not always struggling to find people. That You know, that's... Yeah, well, not always. Oh, yeah. huh? That's right. And we do, you know, we do have employers who approach us, but we're always, you know, willing to talk to new employers yeah. and to hear from anybody who's, you know, looking for somebody. And, um, yeah. you know, we have, um, yeah, always looking for new types of industry. Some of our clients are from, you know, really professional backgrounds and have, you know, qualifications and have studied in some professional areas. Other, you know, others are more, um, more vocational and sort of trades focused. So we have a really broad spectrum of clients. Yeah. Um, you know, some people looking for part time work, some looking for full time work, um, just depending on their situation, if they're studying or they've got family. Childcare responsibilities. So we have a really broad range of um, of clients, and um, really encourage anybody who thinks they might be able to offer an opportunity to somebody to reach out to connect with us. That would be fantastic. Yeah. And so, what would you say to any employees that are listening who may be struggling to find workers or thinking about contacting you briefly? And and then how would they contact you to approach you for information? Yeah, we, we just encourage them to get in touch and and they can just open with an inquiry about, you know, who we have on our books that, you know, may fit. They can tell us about what they're looking for. Do you and, just want to say how they can get in touch with you? Yeah, they, they can contact us. Um, probably contacting me by email is best. Um, if, I'm, if I'm with clients or out at a workplace, I may not be able to answer the phone. So just michael.dooley.com. D O O L E Y at redcross.org.nz and just make a make an inquiry and, and I'll get back to them as soon as I can. Yeah. Or um, they can call us on 0800 Red Cross. Um, if they you know if they're not using email or not so familiar with that, you know, welcome to call us on 0800 Red Cross and ask for Claire or Mike and Dunedin and we can we can do that too. And we're really happy to go out and meet people on site and it helps us to have a look around, um, have a look around at the site or at the workplace to get a real understanding of the kind of work that's involved so we can make sure that we, you know, match the right person to the to the opportunity as well. Yeah. So um, that's a, a real bonus and it makes life easier for everybody. Yeah, nice. Well, um, thanks so much for joining us today Claire and Mike and it's really appreciated I'm sure our listeners have learned a lot about pathways to employment and hopefully we might even have some employers getting in touch with you that would be awesome yeah um and always thank you to Otago Access Radio and Jeff for hosting us um just to say about how CAV is operating at the moment we're available actually I was going to say like you um we're talking about the employment rights that's something we get a lot of queries about we're quite au fait with all employment rights and and employer responsibilities um, but we're we're available via phone on our local number 4716166 at the moment the 0800 number is going all around the country um, 
and we're not doing face-to-face until we get back to level one. But um, we're here all the time. So if you want to get hold of a Dunedin, the Dunedin people, um, you have to ring our local number. And we're also, yeah, normal. there's a website, www.cab.org.nz. And there's a live chat in the bottom right-hand corner of there. And there's also, you can send an online inquiry via our website as well. So, yeah, thank you, everyone. And thanks for the, to our listeners. And um, kia pai tora. Have a great day. This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air.